Hello everyone, welcome to the episode 101 of Solid Saturday, Solid Leadership Saturday. No doubt we are leading together and we have already celebrated our 100th episodes. To begin with our 101st episode, we have a guest, Michael Stain, who is an entrepreneur, actor, writer, director, producer, and a stand-up comedian who has acted and worked with multiple Academy Award-winning actors, filmmakers, producers, and Fortune 500 leaders. Michael is the host of the Longshot Leaders podcast, which tells the story of underdogs who have found success. This is like a must-have a guest for Solid Saturday, and I can't wait to hear from him. So would you like to join me and welcome him on our Solid Saturday show slash podcast? And let's just welcome him and hear more about his career journey. How did he find his areas of interest and managing to lead that? Hey, hi, Michael. Very happy to have you on the show and really appreciate all your time and consideration being on the show. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm definitely looking forward to this episode and many more people out there or the students out there because your profile is quite a versatile profile. And we would look forward to, you know, about exploring about your areas of interest as well as how you are managing to lead it. To begin with, our very first segment is about exploring how one can find their passion or the interest. So the question that we have is, how did you find your area of interest that to specifically in a creative field and what motivates you to be there where you are today? Well, I have... You know, there's many different avenues to a person's life, right? So my uh, interest, as far as my uh, the creative work that I've had in the past, being a filmmaker or an actor, uh, my first uh, form of creative. I was the youngest in the family. I was, I was, uh, I had a lot of health issues, and I had was a, a lot of, you know, I had ADHD and everything, and dyslexia. So I, the first uh, mm-hmm. bit of creativity I had was making people laugh making them laugh or making them laugh at me. So I guess comedy, you know, when I, I started doing stand-up comedy when I was 19. So that was like my, uh, you know, creative outlet to become a writer, an actor, director, filmmaker. And, um, you know, that's, that's, I, I would think the first bit of creativity I had is, you know, learning to deal with your inadequacies, whatever those mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. and uh, using comedy for those. Wow, that's great, actually. And I would encourage audience to check your website to know more about you. Uh, because you have a pretty interesting website, which is about your podcast as well, which is uh, longshotleaders.com, if I'm not wrong. Yes. Uh, yep, yep. So I would encourage audience as well to check and learn more about Michael. Moving towards our next segment is more about questions from the audience. And we have a very first segment from the audience, uh, question from the audience, which is, what are the challenges do you see as a stand-up comedian when it comes to creative writing, performing, and delivering a right message with a laughter? Okay, so the first challenge for stand-up comedy is, is that, you know, you can be inherently funny. You've done really well. You're at the parties. Everybody's like, God, you're so funny. And then what you do stand up comedy, though, the challenge is, is to take that consciousness of 
doing well and then heightening it when you're on stage, the, the lights are bright, you're in front of 150 people mm-hmm. and you have nothing but you and a microphone. So you need to kind of get yourself prepared. So the biggest challenge is, is to bring up those moments of naturalness when you would, you know, be at a party and you're like, oh, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just with my friends and I'm just going, you know, the stream of consciousness of premise punchline is being delivered. There's no problem for that. Now, getting used to that, putting in the time, realizing that you're going to suck the first time because you're going to be nervous. You're going to be conscious of like where everything is. Your Things are going to be moving so fast. You're not going to be ready. It's okay. Just realize that, you, you know, that's the first step for a young comedian. You know, mm-hmm. just realize that you need to put in your reps and failure is a part of the process. And uh, that's what I would say most is keep on doing it and write uh, as much material and prepare your material. And most importantly, after you prepared your material, then forget it. So you're not thinking about the material. Mm-hmm. That is a very wise advice. Actually, I think whenever you write, you keep thinking about it. Uh, so it's very, very important. Actually, you should not think whatever you already made out there. Actually, whatever is out there, you should not be thinking about it. Right. And the most important yeah. thing, the most important thing that I will say about stand-up comedy is the rapport with the audience. Mm-hmm. So the most important thing is all, all else can go down the tank, but you need to have rapport. And if you don't have that, nothing else matters. So that's why you you hone your craft, you hone your set, what you want to talk about, but then you need to forget it because if you don't forget it, you know, you, you don't worry about it because the most important thing is at that point, once you get up on stage is having a rapport with the audience. That's most important. Yep. 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 And that, that is definitely very, very true. So thank you so much for sharing. Moving towards one more important question that we have under the same segment is how broad is this area, which is stand-up comedy, I guess, and are there other stand-up comedy open mics or other performing opportunities in this area? Um, how broad is is uh, stand-up comedy? You know, open open mics. Well, open mics are everywhere. Every night, every stand-up comedy place, you know, uh, has like on their slower night, they'll do an open mic. Um, because they know the comedians are going to come in on the bigger nights, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, mm-hmm. or, or pretty much Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, you're going to want to get the bigger comedians in there. You don't need an open mic, but on the slower nights, uh, Sundays and Mondays, they'll bring in young comedians. So they're, they're everywhere. Every single comedy place has an open mic, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of comedians, especially if you're in LA or New York. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a smaller city, um, probably some places in Jersey, you could probably find some you know, open mics and you're not going to have to wait that long. Mm-hmm. So it's not too tough to get on. So it's, it's, but every city has a comedy place, um, most cities, and um, there's an open mic for every single one of those. So it's pretty, pretty broad as far as that's concerned. Yeah. So when you see about the opportunities, I think definitely people are thinking about the paid opportunities where they can earn as well. So how do you see uh, that area can give them that kind of opportunity when students look into this area? When the to students looking into um, stand up, stand up comedy as their career area, right? Career <laughs> yeah. wow. uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> well, I would uh, don't do it with the intention to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do it because you have something else. You know, um, mm-hmm. my, my girlfriend was at the um, she she knew she knew of Robin Williams, mm-hmm. and uh, she said when I was a kid, she's like, she's like. 
Robin Williams is like my my um my boyfriend is a big fan of yours. Can you write him something? He says, okay. So he wrote on a napkin and he wrote, Mike, good luck with comedy. If not, study welding. Mm. Which means his and I and she said, What does that mean? She says, Well, my dad, I told my dad I want to be a comedian. And that if he go, he says, Well, if you're gonna be a stand-up comedian, that's fine, but you yeah. should study another trade that's responsible, like welding, so you have something to fall back on. So if you're gonna do stand-up comedy, realize that. It's not going to make you money. It could, but you need to do that because open mics don't pay. Even when you get a, even when you get a comedy, when you get a job as a comedian, you're only going to be paid 50 bucks a night. If that, you know, for, for doing a set, you know, so it's, you're going to have to keep your day job and you're going to have to just realize that, um, uh, you know, it's, it's the kind of lifestyle that you really have to pay your dues Mm -hmm. and, and put it in there. And then you're, once you're, you know, you, you have to either money's not a problem for you or, mm-hmm. you know, but you don't need to go to, you don't need a college for stand up. Doing stand up is just going into a comedy club or bar and making sure that you do stand up seven nights a week. If you're serious, if you want to be serious about it, seven nights a week and write seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> that is a great advice, I guess. And that this kind of a message also we're trying to convey to the students. It's not like limiting yourself into one particular area. You can have multiple passions running alongside or you can have multiple areas of interest while growing in. So it's not like, you know, it's more about exploring and finding out what suits you better rather than just keeping one as, uh, you know, ongoing act. So you, as you mentioned that while doing the stand-up comedy, even though that is your passion or you feel like you want to do something great in that particular area, unless until you get onto the track where you can have that expertise, definitely you should have the parallel interest alongside there, you know, the, whether you, there you will study as well and uh, do well in your academics as well. There, there is one other thing. If you, if you're a resourceful person and you're, you're an entrepreneur and you're going to college, let's say, and you want to get, you know, you need money and you want to do stand up comedy. I've done this and I have friends that have done it. They'll rent out an, or they'll have a venue and they'll just say, look, you know, they can get it for free. They say, look, I'm going to bring in a crowd and we're going to charge to get in and you can have the alcohol and we're just going to take the admission price for people going in this one room to do stand, you know, for the stand up comedy room. Yep, and yep. then, and then you can make money off the door, and then the the bar and the restaurant gets money off of the the bar. So mm-hmm. that's one way to do it to make some money. Yes, yes, yes. That sounds great. And thank you so much for sharing. Mm-hmm. Moving towards our next segment, which is more or about relaxation or fun segment. And here, what I'm going to give is I'm going to give you three keywords which are more or associated with your profile or the career. And you have to just tell me whatever comes to your mind. So it can be a abstract content. It can be a replacement keyword or it can be a short definition or something. So whatever comes to your mind, you have to just tell me. So are you ready? Uh, yeah, I have the ADHD. So I'll just blurt out. Yeah, you know, I, I'm hoping it, that you are going to do great, actually, because stand-up comedians, I feel they have a great sense of humor. And I don't have a sensory. <laughs> so I... And I was like, go ahead. Yeah, so they would be more impromptu and, you know, good at these particular kind of sections where you have to come up with quick things, whatever comes to your mind. So are you ready? Sure. Yeah. So the first keyword that we have is entrepreneurship. Uh, struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you think so? 
Oh, because in the beginning, whenever you start an entrepreneurship venture, you're going to struggle in the beginning. That's the hardest part is when you're starting something, you know, when you put processes in place and you're starting to roll, that's when it gets easier. You know, it gets, it's not like the work gets less. It's just that you understand the work. You're able to put processes in place to, to make sure that, you know, you're able to do more with less amount of time. So you could do more, you know, but, but you're doing a lot. But you, you've automated either you automated it, you VA'd it, or, you know, with a virtual assistant, or you're done with some some form of it. But struggle is in the beginning of entrepreneurship. So when when you think of entrepreneurship, you think of very beginning. Be prepared to work really hard. Or if you think you're saying, well, my entrepreneurship venture is easy, it might well be easy. But you know what? The hardest part of that is going to be in the beginning. So get ready to struggle. Mm-hmm. That's great. And second keyword that we have is like it's not as sec- like I can't couldn't keep it as like a one word, but it is stand up comedy. Stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. Struggle. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is like such a thing now because it's like I mean stand up comedy is all, learning learning how to fail is stand up comedy. And if you can embrace the failure and get comfortable with that, because when you fail in stamina comedy, it's it, in the beginning, it feels a lot worse than the laughs feel great. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that laugh is like intoxicating, but the lack of laugh and crickets when you deliver what you think is your best punchline is so painful. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I hate to say one word is learn how to deal with failure. Mm-hmm. Is the first thing that comes to mind with stand-up comedy, and then build your blocks of uh, of successes. Yeah, I think one more imp- important aspect is like learn to laugh at yourself. As well, sure, absolutely. You so know, if you um, don't deliver the proper joke for the laughter of the other people, you, you should be able to laugh as well at yourself. So if you are able to laugh at yourself, actually, uh, other criticism doesn't count much. <laughs> Well, a lot of American comedians don't laugh. Some of them don't laugh at themselves. In England, a lot of self-deprecation. I, when I do stand-up comedy, most of my stuff is self-deprecating to mm-hmm. make fun of myself because that's how I grew up, making fun of myself um, or making fun of you know things that are closely that I deal with. Mm-hmm. No, you know, but um, but uh, I, it, that a lot of you know um, uh, some of the some of the, I think that that is a little humble pie is the best solution for not just stand-up comedy, but for entrepreneurship or any kind of artistry um, because uh, it, it serves you well to have that empathetic, uh, you know, humbleness. So yeah, I'd say learn how to make fun of yourself for sure. Yeah. And the third keyword that we have is career. Career, long run. Yeah. It's a career. It, yeah. Go. It's not a, it's not a sprint. Um, yeah. Get, Get ready for a long distance run, which will set you up for success. Mm-hmm. That's a long run. Yep, yep, yep. Very true. And uh, thank you so much. You were really great. And definitely those are like a true facts, actually, when we think about those areas, whether it is entrepreneurship or whether it is something which you always think outside of the mob, you are not just following the crowd when you are trying to establish by yourself and you are trying to get into some distinctive field like a stand-up comedy. Um, definitely it is very, very important that, you know, you are ready to uh, fail and learn from those failures. So thank you so much for sharing. And uh, 
moving towards our next segment which is more or about little more knowing you and exploring your career work or volunteering here we have a question that can we know more about your firm abdac.inc and some of the initiatives or work you do like trapped tarped i guess yeah okay so um abdac is a company that i it's it's the incorporation name of a company i started um, but the real company started in 2000 it was TARPS, tarpsplus.com. Uh, Abadak is an acronym that I started uh, four years after I had to incorporate and I created a name that meant something to me, which is an acronym, meaning a better atmosphere dedicated to all kind. That's what Abadak stands for. Um, I started my TARP company um, because I, I was a filmmaker and an actor and a comedian for a long time. And I... Uh, my career is very long and long, but I'll spare you the details where it was up and down. Mm-hmm. Lots of success, then failure, success, failure. I did a award-winning short film, and then I was almost getting close to make a movie deal. When you make a short film, then studios get noticed. You know, They notice you and they say, we want to see your screenplay. I got close to making a movie, a big movie, and it fell through. And I was so tired after two years of this because I've been spending like you know 15 years and trying to you know make a career in Hollywood. I said, I need to be an entrepreneur again. And I just wanted to do something away from Hollywood. And I wanted to be able to think of a product that everybody needed that can be used to help people. And I thought, you know, I, I, why not? Yeah, tarps was uh, something that, you know, a lot of people needed and and it would fit well for like camping and outdoors. And I thought there'd be something adventure oriented. So I started selling that on the internet, which was, you know, still new in 2000, you know, and it just took, and then hurricanes came around and I, I supplied a lot of, uh, you know, uh, tarps for the hurricanes, uh, and Katrina and, 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 and Florida, they actually started calling me hurricane Mike. Cause I bought out the whole country of other vendors and I supplied the United States government with tarps mm-hmm. and that really catapulted the business. It grew really fast. And, mm-hmm. um, through that, you know, when, when I was a night, I was a nightclub promoter when I was in my early twenties, uh, in my teens, and I used to donate canned food for the homeless because my dad was homeless. He was a New York street kid, homeless kid who became a millionaire and then became homeless again. And then I said, you know, I want to do the same thing I did with nightclubs. When somebody would come to a nightclub, you give a canned food for like one of my big events I would do. I'd let them get in for half price if they gave a canned food for the homeless. So with the tarps, I decided, you know what? The night before Thanksgiving, which is when we do that canned food drive for the mm-hmm. homeless for my nightclubs when I was 20, when I was older, I said, I want to do something with these tarps. So then every Thanksgiving, the Los Angeles homeless, which is, has the highest, the New York and LA have the highest homeless population. I started giving out tarps um, at the LA Mission, which is a big event um, every Thanksgiving. And we give out uh, over a thousand tarps. We're doing it again this year, uh, over a thousand tarps for the LA City homeless. And um, we've been doing that for, um, you know, for about almost more than half the, the um, you know, age of the business. And, um, and that's how I got involved with that. So like a history from doing it at nightclubs and, you know, starting with canned food drive to just wanting to that time of year is a time that, you know, it feels better to give, you know, and, and I gain, I gain a lot from that and I'm able to do that with, you know, the business and the product that we sell. Wow. Wow. This is awesome actually. And uh, yeah, great to learn. And I hope that audience will find it interesting as well and would like to, help you grow it further. 
So thank you so much for sharing. And uh, our second last segment is more about tips or advice. And here you can support your answer with books or courses. We already discussed actually in the earlier segment how stand-up comedy comedian can be a career path. But just to tweak the question over here, rather than keeping it only you know related to stand-up comedian, because you do a lot of things. You are an entrepreneur. You are an actor. You are a writer. You are a director. You are a producer. and then you are a stand up comedian so we would like to know more about you know what kind of a tips or advice would you like to give to the students who are looking to have their passion uh and their multiple areas of interest going together like you know how they can grow together in those areas and what kind of advice would you like to give to them this is a great subject because there's a very big discussion that we could have but we'll keep it abbreviated about passion and opportunity so mm-hmm. you you have your passions and i believe in going for your passions they say when you want to go for a passions burn your boats which this is an old saying to where you, you if we want to take the island you got to burn the boats but i say burn the boats but save yourself a raft mm-hmm. so you know what's important to me is i did stand up comedy when i was 19 that was the very first thing i also 6 months before i did that i i when i graduated high school my first day i started a business and after 2 weeks i failed miserably so then i gathered my forces again i did stand up comedy i did well and i've done stand up comedy off and on ever since then but there was a time where i was really getting serious about stand up comedy mm-hmm. and film make and filmmaking and everything else and you try and you give yourself a limit it depends on what you want it, you know for me i wanted a family Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a conflict between my my passion and the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So my so I went for a opportunity and I said, you know, you know, I'm going to still do stand-up comedy but the filmmaking is so time extensive. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So so I I started my business which actually I got into to help me make another film. And that's why initially I started this wow. business. Yeah, this is really great, uh, you know, a career <laughs> path to learn from because I think along the journey of it you find something like you know uh, how you can juggle between the two things and how you can create many more opportunities for yourself so this is a, a kind of a learning actually learning you yeah. get through your journey and the experiences that you get um so this is really very interesting to learn from your career path actually or the career journey and thank you so much for sharing it is truly motivational to see you you know because you mentioned that as a kid you struggled as a you know kind kid with the dyslexia and uh, now when i see you speaking <laughs> it's like uh, truly motivational for anyone like you know who are trying to you are who coming up with the excuses that you know i don't have this or i don't have that like nowadays kids worry about you know not having the laptop of their own choice or you know <laughs> right. mobile of their own choice but um, it's truly inspiring to see somebody who uh, has the uh, difficulties but to how to overcome overcome those difficulties and do well for yourself in your life so thank you so much for being the guest actually all oh, of us really appreciate it and i see true a true leader in you because you overcame all the challenges came along your way and you are doing well for yourself so you are truly leading your areas of expertise so what is your leadership style and any specific leader that you always follow or admire and why well i try to serve you know what i i run a company and i have employees and and whatever i do though i try to you know my, let my guiding light be a servant's heart you know i let you know love you know guide my heart so you know it doesn't mean that you're everything's lovey-dovey it just means that when somebody says something that challenges you or you have a challenging time because there's going to be challenges to let you know first of all ask yourself empowering questions 
That's number one. Number two, have a kind heart. Um, and then make sure that you, you know, make your adjustments and move forward. But though, though that's the most important thing that I tried to my, my management style is to prepare mm-hmm. 95, 95% of, of success is preparation and manage with it, with a kind heart. And, um, and basically, you know, uh, learn from your mistakes and uh, try not to make the same mistake twice. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. And any specific leader that you follow or admire and life? Uh, God, no, there's several, you know, the, you know, there's people that have picked up along the way. My dad was a New York kind of a street hustler guy, but then there wasn't, you know, the, the formality of integrity, you know, uh, similar to people like uh, Peter Goober, who I, who's a, he owns the Dodgers and the, the Golden State Warriors, and he's a big movie producer. Uh, I knew him when I was younger and worked with him. So that was somebody who was really impressionable. Tony Robbins, uh, mm-hmm. who I've studied, I've done everything that Tony Robbins done. I've been in the Mali and his resort out there. And, and he's somebody that, you know, I really look at and mm-hmm. basically everybody, even my podcast, you know, I, uh, everybody every day, nonstop taking everything that you can, that you think is, uh, success, you know, success leaves clues, right? So you take everything that you can from successful people and adopt them. So the journey continues until the day we, you know, take our last breath. Wow, that's great, actually. And it was great chatting with you. Um, I also felt very happy to see somebody, you know, you who uh, struggle and then, you know, achieve something that and they you see them established as well in different areas. So thank you so much for being the solid Saturday guest. This, this is definitely a valued episode to my series. And thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. So this is all about Michael and the way he's talking uh, and overcame all the challenges in his life. You can see that he's definitely a leader. And to close our today's episode, we have a closure quote from Kevin Hart, which is along the one of his our today's guest areas of expertise, stand-up comedy. So stand-up can take you in so many different places. Man, so many doors can be opened up from stand-up comedy. And the first one that was opened up for me was acting. But you can go from acting to being a TV personality, to being a radio personality, to being a writer, to being a producer, to being a visionary, to voiceover work. So definitely you can see that our today's guest is completely matching with this quote. And on that quote, we are closing today's episode. See you guys in the next episode. Until we meet, happy leading, let's lead together. Stay safe. Bye for now. <laughs>